Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coogee Voice. Today, we're talking with Christine Underhill, VP of Plastic Free Bronte. Plastic Free Bronte is a community-based group of passionate volunteers. Their aim is to greatly reduce plastic pollution and make Bronte and the local area free of single-use plastics. Plastic Free Bronte supports the local community with education and events and liaises with local businesses to make sure their plastic-free journey is as easy as possible. You're listening to Coogee Voice. When COVID isn't happening, we we organise movie nights, uh, film nights. They're usually at the Bronte Surf Club. We have had one hosted one at events cinemas as well. Um, we have information stalls, which we've run at um, school fates like Bronte School, um, the Bondi to Bronte Swim. Um, uh, and then there are community events, uh, which are collaborations between other like-minded community groups. And why New South Wales remains to be the only state in Australia that hasn't actually committed to banning them is something which I, I cannot understand on any level. It's totally bizarre. Christine, welcome to Coogee Voice. How are you going today and how are you going with the most recent lockdown? Look, I'm I'm fine. I've had a busy day so far because although I don't work on Tuesdays, I've done Zoom yoga and a Zoom art class and I've done a, a Zoom <laughs> Stop Adani in the East meeting. So I've been <laughs> pretty active. And I've also had a little walk, so I'm managing to, to stay sane and busy um, and COVID safe. How are you? Oh, I'm good, right? Um, our work has increased uh, in our electoral office. We've, our, our work has increased, but I'm good. My family is good. Um, we're looking after our mental health and we're staying busy. Now, before we get into talking about plastic-free Bronte, what do you love most about the eastern suburbs? Well, my absolute favourite thing about living here is the beaches and the fact that I can swim. I love swimming in the ocean and uh, the fact that I've got a choice of beaches uh, where I can do that is particularly fabulous. I mean, it's very beautiful, beautiful fresh air, generally a great climate, close to the city and all sorts of amenities, I suppose, as well. Christine, you are Vice President of Plastic Free Bronte. For those people who are not familiar with this community group, can you tell us a little bit about the group, how it formed and the kind of work that you do? Yeah, so I was surprised when I did a little bit of research this morning to find out we actually formed in at the end of 2016 and uh, basically we're a, a a group of really passionate locals who are very keen and committed to reducing the amount of particularly single-use plastics in in the community, particularly in the Bronte area, of course, but just generally. And, um, yeah, so we do, um, we have monthly meetings and we organise a series of different variety of of, um, activities to engage the community and local local businesses in 
in reducing their plastic footprint as much as possible. So your objectives are reducing plastic waste in Bronte by working with individuals, businesses and government. Can you tell us a little bit about some of these specific activities and some of the campaigns that you have been able to run? Yeah, so um, we're, we're lucky enough to collaborate with the Waverley Council on a, on a lot of levels and um, we, uh, when COVID isn't happening, we, we organise movie nights, uh, film nights. They're usually at the Bronte Surf Club. We have had one, hosted one at events cinemas as well. Um, we have information stalls, which we've run at um, school fates like Bronte School, um, the Bondi to Bronte Swim. Um, uh, and then there are community events, uh, which are collaborations between other like-minded community groups. Uh, such as Summer Armour and Plastic Free July, where we we get involved. We confront trivia nights, um, plastic free kitchens, that kind of thing. We've also we're also involved currently with the the microplastics audit that's just been um, organised, and we'll be doing four microplastic audits. So we, we'll actually go down to the beach and count the the amount of microplastic in a certain area and we will um we have to report that back we're exactly we haven't actually done one of those yet but it's all in the planning position at the moment um, we've done recycling workshops we've um, lobbied the council we've um submitted to the New South, when New South Wales was planning its um, plastic reduction strategy, we submitted something for that. Oh, and businesses, engaging with businesses. So um, we've been engaging with the, particularly the cafes down at Bronte Beach. Um, the primary focus has been on uh, eliminating plastic straws from those cafes, but we also um, have a project, again, which has been curbed by the COVID, particularly the recent COVID situation where we're trying to, to encourage the cafes to um, provide alternatives to just single-use plastic coffee cups and encourage their customers to bring their own cups um, or use the cafe's cups, like a mug library situation. So with the, the coffee cup project, we were we were particularly for plastic free July. We were trying to um, engage the cafes to have have a week where they were not going to provide takeaway coffee cups, and people had to bring uh, their own coffee cup or drink in or borrow a mug. But sadly, that had to be cancelled, and that had funding from. Woolworths, etc. That was mostly happening actually in the the Bondi area, and we were sort of tagging along with that. Have there been any other campaigns that people should be aware about? Uh, yes, that one campaign which was quite powerful, I understand, and um, involved uh, our our ocean, our responsibility campaign, which was um, a series of quite stunning photographs um, with a, a frightening statistic. Um, we made them into some into 
quite attractive posters and those have been um, posted along the Bondi to Bronte walk at the various surf clubs. So at Tamarama Surf Club, Bronte Surf Club, Clavelli Surf Club and um, Coogee Surf Club, as well as a lot of the cafes, etc. along the way. It just highlights how plastic pollution ends up in our oceans and the waterways and um, people really have to change their, their habits so that this can stop happening because one thing I probably didn't highlight earlier on is the fact that there is so much plastic in our oceans and um, a, a frequently quoted statistic is that by 2050 we're going to have more plastic than fish in our oceans and in fact some sources say that's already happened you know it really depends how you quantify it but with microplastics etc it's a big 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 problem christine some people who might be listening and would be thinking tackling waste and eliminating single-use plastics is a pretty big issue and their own actions would have very little impact on change what do you say to this what i say is Every little thing you do is going to make a difference. So please don't underestimate the um, effect of just doing one tiny thing and start off small and then you can always um, increase what you're doing. So you could just make sure that you um, take your keep cup or if you don't have a keep cup with you or a single use and you, and you have to and you're so desperate for your coffee, you have to have a coffee, say no lid. Every little thing makes a difference. Just choose one little aspect of your daily shopping and just do one single, single change to your shopping. For example, rather than buying your butter in a plastic container, you could buy it foil wrapped. You could take, away, take little bags to put your your vegetables in if you're buying vegetables from a supermarket rather than putting your vegetables in a plastic bag or don't, you don't even actually need to put them in separate bags. Uh, always take your own shopping bag rather than having to use a plastic bag. Just start small, do one or two things and before you know it, you'll, be good, you'll find it easier and easier to um, reduce your plastic consumption. And what about for businesses that are looking to reduce their waste and dependence on single-use plastics? What are some things that they could be doing? Cafes can offer the alternative of compostable uh, single-use containers because most single-use coffee cups particularly are, are not recycled. So currently Australians each day use... 2.7 million coffee cups and um, most of those aren't recycled and that that basically equates to about a billion coffee cups a year which is about six sixty thousand kilograms of plastic that's just in australia so the alternative of compostable is definitely um, something that a lot of cafes already do and it's a fairly straightforward thing for them to, to switch to, although it can be a little bit more expensive. 
some cafes can um, are happy to accept you bringing your own containers for you to have takeaway foods put into. There are some companies which actually provide containers um, which are then returned to them. Um, so there's that alternative for cafes. Obviously for supermarkets, etc. it's still not actual legislation that single-use plastic bags or the thin plastic bags are, are, are they're not, um, it still can be used. Uh, it's only that the two main supermarket supermarkets have phased them out. But uh, obviously there's paper bags and cardboard boxes that the, the supermarkets can use. They can offer, they can just actively try and reduce the amount of plastic packaging in all sorts of aspects. And certainly Harris Farm has, has gone some way into to doing that. You can, as on an individual basis, for example, meet that if you want to buy meat, you can buy that from the, the butchers rather than the supermarket. That reduces a lot of plastic packaging, but that's not something the business itself can do. Christine, 2019, uh, the New South Wales Labor Party put forward legislation to Parliament to ban single-use plastic bags. That legislation was voted down by the current government. Uh, firstly, what are your thoughts on this and what more can government be doing to ban single-use plastics and transition away from them? Well, my understanding is that the New South Wales government has gone a long way to introducing legislation to actually ban the single-use plastic bags um, and a whole range of other things. So single-use plastic bags by in, within six months of the legislation actually being enforced, but that's not going to happen. Well, the legislation isn't actually going to be finalised, I don't, don't believe, until the end of the year. And I don't know how concrete that is. I think it's, in, it's incredibly important that that happens it, and why New South Wales remains to be the only state in Australia that hasn't actually committed to, to banning them is something which... I, I cannot understand on any level. It's totally bizarre. <laughs> but I'm very hopeful that th this legislation actually does go through. And so things like cotton buds, straws, um, polystyrene it is all actually banned within the next year. Yeah, it, perhaps you can tell me how likely that is to happen? <laughs> uh, well, as I said, 2019, we put up very concrete legislation that would ban single-use plastic bags, which, from my perspective, is part of the gateway into transitioning towards a broader legislation that would ban all single-use plastics. Uh, it was incredibly disappointing that the current government voted against that piece of legislation. Um, at the time, they committed to broader legislation that would be looking at banning more single-use plastics. But as you've noted, two, more than two years on, that legislation is yet to hit New South Wales Parliament. Um, it is incredibly disappointing that New South Wales is now lagging when it comes to our environmental sustainability. Uh, single-use plastic bags have been banned in every other state except New South Wales. Uh, so I personally am waiting with bated breath for this legislation because I think that it is personally well, well overdue. No, it's absolutely... It's outrageous. I mean, every other 
developed country in in the world, I think, has has banned single-use plastic bags, apart from New South Wales. I'm sure there are exceptions, but I'm not sure whether they are. But and I also think that Australia has a particular problem with single-use coffee cups. Um, I think we we drink seem to drink a lot more coffee than maybe other countries do, and there, particularly since COVID. There's just been a total explosion in single-use coffee cups that everywhere, everyone you walk past is clutching a coffee cup. And I just don't think people realise that they're that none of their cups are recycled. And every day, as I say, it's 2.7 million coffee cups in Australia alone. It's it's totally outrageous. And it, really, I think the only way to stop it is legislation because people don't seem to have a willingness or a a grasp on how huge the problem is. I absolutely agree. Um, and for those people, though, as well, who are interested in this and want to transition away from it, there are some sustainable coffee shop options around the eastern suburbs. For example, Cat and Cow, which is on Clove Valley Road. Now, Christine, before I let you go, there are three questions we ask everyone that comes onto Could You Voice. You must declare the best beach in the eastern suburbs where sells the best coffee and where you can get the best burger. Go. Best burger? You didn't say that. You didn't tell me you were going to say the best burger. I have no idea where you would get the best burger. My favourite cafes um, are both, well, two fantastic Japanese restaurants in Bondi, Soy and Raw Bar, and and I love eating at Barzura as well. I actually don't drink coffee, so I can't help you there. And my favourite beach is absolutely Gordon's Bay. I just love swimming. The water there is often crystal clear and the snorkelling is second to none. The amount of sea creatures I've seen in that area is fantastic. And each time I go, there's another surprise that makes living in the East even more enjoyable. Christine, if people would like to learn more about Plastic Free Bronte, where should they head to? Okay, so we've got a website, plasticfreebronte.org.au. You can contact us via the website or you can just email us at plasticfreebronte at gmail.com or we have a Facebook page and um, we're also on Instagram and you can contact us by either of those. And, yes, we're always looking for for volunteers to get involved at our monthly meetings and the activities that we plan throughout the year. And it would be great to have any new members come along. We're always welcoming new members. Christine, thank you for joining us on Coogee Voice. Thanks very much. What an informative discussion. Now, if you would like to learn more or get involved with Plastic Free Bronte, check them out on social media. You've been listening to Coogee Voice.